Welcome to the USRA Coalition's Let's Talk About It podcast, where we give you insights into mental health and substance abuse issues. In each episode, we'll have a conversation with a guest who will help create awareness in our communities around these topics. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Hey there, and welcome to the latest edition of USRA Coalition's Let's Talk About It. I'm your host, Mike Koth, and remember, Let's Talk About It is brought to you by the USRA Coalition. We do so in the name of awareness and in the name of prevention. USRA Coalition is a partnership between the boroughs of Upper Saddle River and Allendale, New Jersey. Members consist of elected officials, parents, school administration, police, health professional, local businesses, clergy, and members of local community organizations. The mission of the USRA Coalition is to educate and create awareness in our communities to prevent and reduce substance abuse and other related health issues. And that brings us to today's guest. He's been on the job for 18 years. And in the last 16, he's been protecting and serving the community of Upper Saddle River. In that time, he served as a PBA state delegate. He has served on the Bergen County Crisis Intervention Team. And most recently, as a DARE officer in Upper Saddle River Schools, he is Officer Anthony Pilizano. Officer Pilizano, thanks so much. Welcome to the program. How are you? No problem. How are you doing, sir? Doing all right. Listen, let's, uh, let's not mince words here. It's got to be a really tough time these days to be a cop. You know, with everything going on, a um, couple bad apples, uh, paint everyone with a broad brush, and that can happen in any profession. It happens in, in education, police work, it can happen in finance. So my question to you is, how are you guys doing? How's everyone on the force? We're doing well. We're doing well. We, we have the same concerns for ourselves and our families when it comes to COVID and stuff like that. Um, right now with the climate the way it is, uh, we're just, we're used to it. You know, we're, we expect, unfortunately, we expect the worst and be able to deal with the worst. And um, it's just our job to, to be there and work through it. And that's what we're doing. Well, we know for certain, uh, although uh, there are things out there that need to be addressed and they will in time and we'll work together towards them. But we know that we have uh, good men and women like yourself that are you know, doing the right things in the right place and at the right time. So thank you. Thank you for your service and everything you do I, for I, our community. I appreciate that. And if, if you don't mind me adding, um, I think the people who have it the worst right now are, are teachers and, and school administrators. And you guys are doing an amazing job. And I truly feel like right now um, it's a thankless job that you guys are doing. And people have no idea. My wife's a teacher. And um People have no idea how hard you guys are working and you guys are just doing amazing things right now. So thank you and thank your staff as well. No, oh, it's really kind of you to say. We're just uh, we're trying to do our best like everyone else, but uh, we're uh, we're just the sum of the parts. We're uh, uh, only as good as the people who surround us. So we're very fortunate to be in a very supportive school community. But listen, let's talk about all the stuff that you're doing, all the good stuff in the school community. Please tell us about the, uh, the D.A.R.E. program at Upper Saddle River. What have you been doing there the past few years? So the DARE program's great. Um, I've, I've been a DARE officer for about three years now, and um, it's probably one of the most rewarding parts of my career. Um, I love working with the kids, and I think it's such an important aspect of a child's life, is, you know, learning about uh, making safe and responsible decisions and learning about drugs and alcohol and um, how, you know, there's risks and consequences and 
you know, uh, things of that nature. So it's can't be going any better right now. Great, great stuff. Well, I know you mentioned some of the topics that you're tackling among them, you know, drugs and alcohol. What are some other things you're talking about down in the, in the middle schools and the elementary schools at Upper Saddle River? So we're talking about drugs and alcohol. Uh, we, we started talking about vaping as well. Um, again, we talk about taking risks and what consequences come with taking risks and, the, you know, proper decision making, uh, whether it comes to drugs and alcohol or just everyday life decisions, you know, bullying, you know, are being nice to your classmates and your friends and your family. Um, we, we touch on all of that. And in that, I know there are a multitude of activities. It's not just you standing up in front of the kids. Um, you've gone on a number of trips and embarked upon a number of activities. Uh, let everyone at home, what's, what's going on? What are you guys doing? Yeah, we do a lot of cool stuff. Um, Last year, for the first time, we implemented a couple new things. Uh, the first thing that we implemented was a dare class trip. We went to, um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name right, right now. It's like an outdoor adventure course up in uh, Sussex County in Vernon. Uh, it's called, um, I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. Is that but the tree it, escape it, one? It, it, the tree escape at Mountain Creek. Was very good. This is why I need you here. There you go. So um, we went to Trieste, and it's an outdoor adventure course, and it brought together all the kids, and it was team bonding and building relationships and having a positive attitude, physical activity. Uh, it, it just it was an amazing day. Uh, all of the teachers, Principal Kaplan, you know, some of the parents that came with us that day. Um, it was just a great experience to see the kids working together to, you know, get through some of the challenging courses. And, um, you know, that was a huge part of the program that we hope, hopefully we can continue doing. Uh, so that was, that was one thing. Another thing that we did was pretty cool. So one of my, one of my best friends I grew up with, he's now an assistant principal up in Massachusetts. He started this foundation called Do Kind. And what it is, is they challenge, they challenge a school to do 60 act or 50 acts of kindness right in 24 hour period and if you complete all those tasks they'll make a donation to your school that you have to use for a certain program um so we we did that um because i like to go a little extreme i had them add we have six classes at the elementary school in fifth grade so i had them add 10 acts of kindness so we actually did 60 acts of kindness in 24 hours and we won 500 dollars uh, that went to the um, the youth guidance council. You know, that's awesome. And the the fun part about it is you don't get your list until that morning, right before you're ready to start. So there's no pre-planning or anything like that. Um, and it was all kinds of stuff, stuff that like kind of acts that we did at school and also after school, where you had to do it with either your friends or your family, whether it was you know, making a donation to a charity or dropping off clothes to, you know, um, a homeless shelter. Th things of that nature was also added to it as well as, you know, drawing a nice picture for your teacher and telling someone, you know, uh, giving somebody a compliment, all, all kinds of things. So that was pretty awesome. And we hope to continue to do that as well. Well, we hope you do as well. It's all great stuff. Well, listen, I'm right, sure it's not just activities that you do the school, but to promote conversations that, you know, talk about uh, warning signs and consequences for kids, as you mentioned. One of the toughest things for a parent 
and listen, I'm sure you know as well, talking to your kid about stuff like this, what can we tell parents to help facilitate a conversation about safety, whether it be safety with drugs and alcohol or internet safety or bullying, whatever it may be? How, how do we start that? You know, what, what advice can you give to folks out there? So my advice, and I apologize if I'm looking down right now. I'm just trying to lower my radios a little bit. Um, my advice to parents would be, number one, uh, don't worry about exposing your kids too early because a lot of parents worry that kids are too, too young to learn about drugs and alcohol and you don't want to put it in their heads too young. Um, kids are resilient. You know, I, I think fifth grade is, is like 10, 11 years old is the perfect time to start teaching kids about it. Um, and substance abuse is real. And there are lifelong implications, you know, when it comes to substance abuse. And it's, it's horrifying. Um, I think the earlier we start getting in your kids' lives, the better off they're going to be. And it starts with prevention, you know. Um, supervise your kids. Be, be more involved in their lives. You know, ask them about their friends and their friends' families. You know, know where they're going. Know what kind of apps are on their phones and on their computers, what they're, what they're reading and what they're checking out. Um, all of those things come into play. You know, just asking him how your kid, how his day was, you know, little things like that. You might pick up on some, you know, behavioral issues that, that might pop up where you might say, you know what, something's off, you know. And again, I, I just think that you can't start too early, you know. Listen, we all know, you know drugs are bad for you, right? They're bad for your health. And uh, things are bad for you. you we want to warn our kids about, you know, you tell them not to go near the stove. It's hot. Exactly. What's the difference? What, exactly. what are we talking about here? Yeah. Now, most kids out there, and I'm sure you see it in the middle schools as well, a lot of kids have a phone out there. They need to know what that's about. They need to know what's going on. And um, oftentimes we hear at the school, it's, a, it's an issue or a concern about trust, trust between the parent and their child. And in your experience, have you found that it's the case if a parent's transparent with the kid that, hey, I'm going to look through your phone. I'm going to look through your text to make sure you're on the up and up. You're doing the right thing. You know, does that maintain trust within the home and maintain and build relationships rather than you know, tear them apart? You know, what's your experience? I, it's, it's my opinion that the earlier you start that, the better the trust is going to be. If you start that too late after a kid's already gone down the wrong path, now that's going to turn into, um, you know, the child not trusting the parent, child maybe hating or resenting the parent. But if you start that really early when they're young, it's going to be a normal routine in the household. You know, that, that is checking your phone, you know, like that's just how it's going to be. And it'll be, it'll be a normal thing, you know. And again, parents got to be held accountable too. You know, if there, there are parents out there and, you know, we live in a great community, but listen, there are parents out there that you have to you have to know that your kids are watching what you do, you know. So you need to be careful where you leave your medications and stuff like that in your house. You know, if you're drinking in front of your kids, you know, have conversations with them. You know that it's okay for an adult to have, you know, a couple of beverages, but as long as I'm making safe and responsible decisions, you know, it's okay for an adult to do it. You know, not for a child to do it. Um, kids are very, you know, receptive to that. Well, very clear, set expectations early. And we've said before on the program, bend the tree while it's young. 
that's the way it's going to grow. Exactly. I don't want things to be too late. So great advice. Great advice, officer. Thank you. Uh, shifting gears Thank a little you. bit, uh, your work and good deeds do not end at Upper Saddle River Schools. Tell us a little bit about the work you've done with the PBA and the Torch Run and uh, Upper Saddle River Police's role in that. Okay, so the Torch Run is, uh, it's run by the Special Olympics New Jersey, and we have a law enforcement, law enforcement aspect of it. And every year, I'm, I'm sure you know what it is with the law enforcement Torch Run, um, there's 26 legs throughout the state of New Jersey. We're actually leg number 10. And in the morning, there's a torch that's lit. Our starts in Oakland. And each police department runs that torch to the next town and passes off to the next police department. That goes on throughout the whole state. And they all combine down in, they all come together down at the College of New Jersey. Um, and this happens in June. And they have the opening ceremonies for the Special Olympics. When you see us running that day, and I know a lot of people get a little upset because the traffic uh, patterns get on hold and whatnot, but um, all of the officers that you see running that day donate money, which goes to the Special Olympics. Um, I got involved probably about five, six years ago um, because I found out that New Jersey is the only place in the world where our Special Olympic athletes don't pay a dime to compete in any of the games. It's, it's all coming from donations. Once I heard that, that's when I got involved. I got our schools involved. And we have the last year we had 300 kids run with us from um, Cavallini, Bogart, and Reynolds. And that's the most in the state. And um, we ended up raising this, we were the seventh police department um, out of over 300 when it came to donations for Special Olympics. That's awesome. All great stuff. Definitely a noble cause and a worthy effort on your part. And that's something that's done on an annual basis, correct? Yeah, we do it every year. Every year in June, obviously this year was, this year was canceled uh, in June. They pushed it back. We did a smaller version of it um, back in October, uh, but it was minimal compared to what it normally is. And we're, we're hoping to pick up and get back to normal back in June. Uh, well, this, this I hope we all are. I hope we all are on a number of fronts. So yeah, yeah. Fingers you. crossed. All right, we're closing down to the end of the program, and you know what that means. It's time for first and ten. We've got a series of four questions. We're going to fire them at you, uh, and third down. Uh, when it comes to fourth, then you can pick or stick. It's up to you. So are you ready to play? <laughs> All right. All right, ready listen, by the time this is going to be released around the holiday season, tell us, what's your favorite holiday movie? My favorite holiday movie? Christmas Vacation. Uh, nothing better than the Griswold family. Christmas Vacation. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of good ones out there, but I got to be honest with you. That, that one's my favorite. Yeah, it's it's the best. Stands the test of time. Uh, I have to admit, though, I've always been a Christmas story kid growing up. I think I was called Ralphie at a certain point here or there, but that's another story <laughs> altogether. We'll get into that later. But uh, becoming more of an elf guy. My kids love elf. Big little uh, elf fan. Elf is also fantastic. But when you're just going traditional, you can't go wrong. Uh, you know, you, you put that movie on and you're set all right awesome all right hey second down here we go um listen it's been a long day on the shift maybe you're working overtime it's time to unwind going home what are you doing to relax what do you what, what sets you back and puts you at ease well i mean nothing nothing can put you more at ease than going home after a long tough day to a seven-month-old baby and a six-year-old boy 
that gets thrown at you as you walk in the door. Um, but no, for, for me, something to relax me when I get home, uh, besides eating a nice meal, um, I like to maybe hop on a treadmill or um, just go sit down, play, uh, play a game of Mario Kart with my son because he really enjoys that, you know, and until I do that, he won't leave me alone. So um, I, I, would, I would say hopping on a treadmill or doing like a workout would, would put me the most at ease. Good, good deal. Good deal. All right, we're making progress. We're getting there. Third and goal. Third and goal. Ready to punch. Third and goal. Third, third and goal. Okay. Yeah, we're we're going. We're going to pay dirt. We're punching it in. All right. All right. All right. So, who is your favorite all-time TV or movie cop? Movie cop. Wow. Um. I would say Bruce Willis has played a great cop. In, in a couple movies. Um, and there, there are a couple guys who come into mind, and I'm now going to be thinking about this the rest of the day. I just hope you know that. Um, <laughs> hey, it's like, hey but, these aren't layups. It's third and goal. Uh, this, is, this is a very, very tough one. Uh, to, put, to be put on the spot, I'm going to say Bruce Willis. All right. Okay. Detective John McClain. Does that, does that count as a Christmas movie? Yeah, and I, I listen, I, I have much more hair than John McClain, so I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> I, I'm on the fence whether that's a Christmas movie or not. Yeah, listen, I don't know. that's that's a separate. We cannot call that a Christmas movie. That was yeah. a, that was a crazy yeah, cast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't I don't either. So we, we can't do that. Um, and you uh, listen. Also, surprising, you struck me as a Buford T. Justice guy. So that's 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 a good answer <laughs> on your part. All right, here we go. It's fourth down. You kicking or sticking? I'm going. Come on. All right, we're going for it. If I'm you going. had the ability to have dinner with anyone in the history of the world, sat down, had a meal, great conversation, who would it be? Frank Sinatra. Nice. That was a quick answer, too. Frank Sinatra. Oh, blue He's eyes. my favorite. My, my second choice would have been Mark Messier because I'm a huge Messier New York Rangers fan. Um, and there's, listen, that list is really, really long. But Frank Sinatra would be my, my go-to. All right. Hey, great pick. Listen, thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you to the Upper Saddle River Police Department and also to Upper Saddle River Schools for everything they do and in, in integrating you in the DARE program. Uh, thank you goes out to the Allendale Police Department as well, but we really appreciate your time today and joining us and, and sharing, sharing your expertise. Officer Anthony Polizano. Thank you very much for having me and thank you to the USRA for uh, getting this program up and running. Uh, it's such a great program and you're doing an awesome job. All right. Well, thanks again for all the kind words. That's all the time we have to today. And again, remember, USRA coalitions, let's talk about it. It's all about pulling up the seat, sitting at the table, and having those tough conversations. Because with everything around us, texting, technology, our phones, sometimes the art of conversation is lost. So pull up a chair. Sit at the table. Because remember, if you're not at the table, it could be on the menu. That's all for this time, folks. We'll see you next time. Take care. And stay safe. 